Expounded Universe, Season 2, Episode 12, Mr. Bumblesnuffle, with your hosts, Jeff and John. The book, The Crystal Star by Vonda McIntyre. The year, 1994. Current mood, big. Let's go. This would be great if Danzig was in charge of the Empire Reborn. I got a yub-pub for you. He's a big pile of dicks covered in gold. The Patriarch. Set my jackhammer to kill. <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe. I am your host, Jeff, joined as always by my very sleepy host, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John, are you craving the sweet release of a bed? <laughs> or death. You know, either one. <laughs> How about death in a bed? <laughs> ah, yes. How about death by deathbed? The bed that eats people. <laughs> Finally, you read my mind. <laughs> How about death by watching the movie Deathbed, the Beth that eats people? The in- Beth that eats people. <laughs> Deathbed, the Beth that eats people. Oh, Death Beth. Hey, guys, get on it. That Beth Come eats- on, Full Moon Productions. That- you know you want it. Wait, that Beth eats people? That Beth eats people. Well, it hurts. <laughs> uh, guys, what <laughs> what is happening right now? Uh, we're recording too many episodes today, John. Well, you know, we've uh <laughs> we're getting at the end of this book now. This is the second to last chapter. This is the pen ultimate chapter. This is It's the pen pineapple ultimate pen chapter, yeah. Yeah. Apple pen. Apple pen. <laughs> no. No, he had a pen, he had a pineapple. He had an ultimate chapter. <laughs> and two pens, of course. And two pens. Yeah. <laughs> pen pineapple ultimate pen chapter. Pen. pen. That's three pens. Wait, hang on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Pen, me, did Penn and Teller get in here? Let me contact that weird Japanese dude who did this song. Guy. He'll he'll get through this for me. Ugh. And I want the original version, not that version he did with all the dance breaks once he realized he had famousness. <laughs> he got that famousness. He got too much famousness, and he made a boring version of the same song. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, this is, I'm going to come right out and say it. We're at the very end of this book, and it's the first time where something actually fucking happens. <laughs> Holy Christ, you guys. There's, like, action in this chapter. Yeah, no, there's a little bit of crazy shit happening here that's actually kind of fun to read about. Yeah, it's like if you were watching a movie, and everyone just sort of talked, and then at the very last, like, ten minutes, someone was like, oh, yeah, I guess we should do something. So basically, this book is the equivalent of a 70s movie, is what I'm saying. <laughs> This this book is Two the, hours of the written panel. equivalent of talking to someone over the phone in a sheriff's office. <laughs> Two hours of wood paneling, ten minutes of cool monster costume. Yeah, that's it. That is what this book is. Isn't that pretty much the uh, synopsis for that recent Godzilla movie as well? <laughs> hey man, I like the recent Godzilla movie. Hey, I like the parts of it that were Godzilla too, but you know, watching Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch just sort of boring at each other as hard as they could was... Not my ideal Well, the time. thing is, they don't even boring at each other, because they aren't near each other for the entirety no, of that film. they try to reach phones so they can boring to each other via voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> also, Brian Cranston dies immediately, and that is the saddest thing. Oh, it was... I mean, I liked the recent Godzilla, but I'm even going to say that was a bad choice. That was a dumb call. That was a real dumb call, guys. Yeah. You should have had Cranston as your main hero. Cranston needed to be all the way through that. He needed to be the Raymond Burr of that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just a little bit at the beginning of that movie where he actually gets to, like, act. You're like, oh, man, I remember. This guy's good. And then you spend the rest of it following around his idiot son, and you're like, ooh, ooh, you started off showing me a good actor, and then you gave me this guy. You know, the the one thing that uh, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron did right was kill that guy. <laughs> Straight up murdered. 
<laughs> spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. Did you not see that coming? <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, what we're recording today is our review of Chapter 12 of Vonda McIntyre's The Crystal Star. Now, this does end pretty fun and interesting, but it starts with some let's talk to a guy who works at a hotel for a good five minutes. Oh, well, I mean, if there's one thing this book is real good at, it's spinning its wheels. So it's got to it's gotta keep revving up for the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. So we're once again hanging around with the guy who owns or runs or works the front desk at the Crater Lodge. Whatever the weird water spout whirlpool thing that exists that runs this hotel. We're hanging with Mr. Water Elemental for what I hope can be the last time. You'd assume so unless, like, the last chapter we get to visit with this hotel again. (laughs) Just hang out with this guy. Follow him home. See where he goes at night. He goes down a drain and pops up in some other house in a little water bucket. Yeah, and then he uh, asks if you want a balloon and if you want to float down here. (laughs) That's all it is. Wait a minute, I didn't think Pennywise was made of water. That's a new That's a new twist. Oh, he can be made of whatever he wants to be made of. Yeah. Someone posted a disagreement with our Pennywise assessment the other day, that, that uh, him saying fear at the end of the movie was kind of dumb. And they were like, no, because he's broken and weak, and that's like the best he can do with his <laughs> his genre, th- with his thing at that point. He's so reduced in power that all he can do is state his core concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how I do when I get like real grumpy and sad, and I'm just like, huh hamburgers <laughs> that's true it's my core concept i have seen you do that <laughs> yeah you know when i fall asleep in my burger crumblings <laughs> okay god let's get into this book oh if you if you insist i do insist so so this time it's Riao and uh princess leia or leia organa whatever who get to finally meet with the water spout guy because everyone in the mo- in the book gets to meet with mr water spouts yeah and uh they're like hey we're here for Hethrier's thing. And he's like, if you're here for Hethrier's retreat, then I'm afraid you sadly missed it. Because this guy fits all the stereotypes of how water elementals are super rude when they run hotels. Yeah, the, that, a, that old stereotype. It's that old saw. <laughs> <laughs> Going to that old well again. Come on, Vonda, you can do better than this. Why don't you give this guy an interesting tact, something new about this about this group of, of uh, <laughs> water, elementals. water elementals and how they're always rude hotel employees. Yeah, I mean, that is just a tired old trope. If I go on TV tropes, there's an entire rude water elementals page. Specifically for when they work at hotels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway... They're like, well, could you tell us where the retreat is? Obviously, we're supposed to be there because we know it exists at all. And he's like, hmm, yes. Then you need only inquire as to the location of the retreat of Waru. Yeah. He's just like, I can't give you directions. Just ask someone for Waru's place. And then, uh, let's see, the little bat that, that Jason is still carrying around instead of leaving on the ship, uh, which would have made sense. Oh, yeah. He's it- still fucking around with that bat, and it... He straight up steals a fish. It eats a fish, and the 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 for the one time ever, I'm in full agreement with this water spout. And it's like, hey, you can't eat my fish. And they're like, shut up, you. And it's like, no, that's that's legit. Send a, put that on a bill. Yeah, fish which was- I mean is what they say. They're yeah. like, oh, put it on Hethrier's bill. Put it on Hethrier's tab. Yeah, which okay, sure, and at least. Water spout guy was like, I assume that you are with Hethrier because you're the only other Ferrario that has, you know, existed. So I assume you're with him. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Although that's a little racist of the water elemental. Oh, it's a little racist, but we all know water spout elementals are a little bit racist that's, when they run hotels. That's a true one. <laughs> that's the, the other one's a tired old stereotype, but let me tell you, water elementals are a little racist and everyone everyone knows about it. Everyone knows about it. That's and it's a, time we talked about it. That's an elemento truth. <laughs> Oh, Elemento. He's my least favorite DC villain. 
<laughs> well, he's just always fighting Metamorpho. He never fights anyone else. Yeah, him and Amazo get together. <laughs> And just hang out. They don't. They don't. They don't, they don't do anything. <laughs> they don't do crimes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we, we got to move past the first paragraph. Uh, all right. So uh, then they go off to find Waru's retreat. Sure enough. Yeah. Uh, and they pass some people who are like, "Ah, uh, yes, the retreat of Waru is directly oh, behind you." Waru is resting. He's so tired. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, well. All we want to do is look at Waru. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. That- yeah, because Waru's a big, weird meat golem. I assume that's correct. And that's what everyone wants to do, is just look at the pretty gold gooiness of Waru. Why, he just looks like a big gold box with ooze coming out of it. <laughs> that sounds like a lovely time. Take your children and gape at him. He looks like a currently being bronzed koosh ball. <laughs> Yeah, this is fine. I'm sure your kids will have a lovely time. So they go to, to something called the Air Link to get to, which I never saw Zaveri lead these the other people to the obvious Air Link to Waru. Oh, no. Well, they went through the secret forest passageway through That's weird true. She was nonsense. leading them through a dark secret. But these guys are just taking the straight line to Waru. Just Waru Junction. Go yeah. to Waru. Yeah, they just go down Waru Street. <laughs> Look, Waru lives on the corner of Waru Street and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's how you know it's a rough neighborhood. <laughs> so uh, When you hit that Waru Street, you got to look out. Yeah, you don't want to find yourself on Waru Street, at least not below 54th and Waru. <laughs> uh, oh, New York jokes, except I don't actually know the streets in New York. <laughs> okay, uh... So they're on their way to find Waru. Uh, God, what, are you, what else is happening here, John? Uh, well, we've got whatever. We got, Han. Oh, Han and Luke are talking. Yeah, because Han's like, yo, Luke, you need to get your shit together. Yeah, because he's dragged Luke out of the building and like thrown him up against a rock out in the middle of the open radiation fields. And he's like, the, f- the hell is wrong with you, Luke? And Luke's like, something. I don't know. The, the force. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. He's, he straight up passes out and goes, hamburgers. And that's it. That's Luke. That's all he has. Once you take the force away from Luke, he's he's reduced to his core concept, which is hamburgers. <laughs> Luke, you okay? Fear. <laughs> what? That doesn't add up. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so, uh, basically, he's like, I think I might be dying. There's something wrong with the force. And Han okay. has to say, well... Do you think someone put lizards in your bed? <laughs> Do you think someone put lizards in your bed is one of my favorite lines from this. Just because you're like, guy, come on. <laughs> That's Han refusing to acknowledge previous events. <laughs> That's him still being like, I don't really think the Force exists. Honestly, Han's Does the Force Exist basically makes him a flat earther. <laughs> yes. He's, he's, the, he's the space equivalent of a flat earther because he's like, I don't think the Force exists. I'm telekinesing things into the air with my mind right now, Han. Yeah. Yeah. Show me the long-form telekinesis certificate. Because I've been all the way up in space, and let me tell you, no curve of the force. <laughs> the Okay, the weird thing to me is, you know, I understand that they're like, oh, Luke's kind of losing it because he's he's come to rely on the force, and oh, it's it's like I've, I've lost my sense of touch not being able to connect to the force. I can understand being kind of fucked up, but he's like... Han, I'm dying. I can't. I can't use the force. I'm dying. I'm like, 
motherfucker, you spent the first 19 years of your life not touching the Force. Why don't you chill the fuck out? <laughs> I know. And he's like, just let me go to Waru. I think he can fix me. Like, based on what, Luke? What do you think that big, gross meat pile is going to do for you? He's like, oh, okay, my Force connection is broken. I'll, I'll find the first thing where I don't know what the fuck it is, and I will immediately assume it's the solution. Hey, Hey, giant Arby's pile, can you please eat me? I think that will help. <laughs> That'll definitely fix it. It's like the last time I got a cold and I went out and ate a durian because I was like, well, I haven't eaten one of these before. Maybe it'll fix me. It's <laughs> got knows? to, right? Oh, I- it tastes like fireworks and butt. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, that, it makes perfect sense. I love it. Again, Luke can have a moment where he's like, I can't like figure things out i'm i'm weird i've spent the last 20 years mostly relying on the force like this is my deal and i can't do it so i'm freaking out mm-hmm. but don't have him just be like eh, i've lost my mind entirely like i've completely lost my ability to think and i've turned into a weird mumbling idiot who wants to go jump into the first greasy gold pile he sees this would be pretty neat if this happened in the first half of this book such that the back half could be him, like, realizing that he spent too much of his life now relying entirely on the Force to do everything. Or, and then he has to relearn kind of regular shit. Yeah, or if we had established a lot more, which, you know, I keep wanting with Waru, where you're like, oh, if you had spent more time building him up as a healer instead of going like, hey guys, we introduced Waru and then immediately shown that he is a killer. He, he healed one kid and he killed another one. Which means, as far as Luke knows, he's batting 500 on whether or not he smashes you. Yeah. Which is not good odds. No. When when you're like, I think I might be dying, I gotta go to that guy that, you know, coin toss might just murder me. Oh, the only way to get back in a forest is to climb into a Schrodinger's box. Also, you... <laughs> You'd understand, as Luke, he's like, oh yeah, since coming here, my shit's been all fucked, and yeah. I can't hold on to the Force. Instead of running to Waru, you'd think he'd be like, uh, I've stolen the Falcon, and I have flown away. Yeah, the fact that he never just tries to leave is... And the only thing they have to keep him here is this weird sense he has that there's Jedi here he could get. Even he, after even though- Zaveri was like, no, that was a lie I told. Yeah. He's like, but what if there are? Like, but... No. Again, the two of them are straight up conspiracy theorists. Like you have the this this is him being the anti-vaxer, where even though the guy who introduced the concept that vaccines cause like autism and shit has been roundly discredited and stripped of his medical licenses and has openly said, "Okay, the thing I said was wrong." <laughs> I straight up just made that up. Yeah. He's like, "I used bad research and I'm sorry." There's still all these people who are like, "Well, based on his research, it's like, no, no, he, even he's like, "My research was bullshit." This is Luke doing that. Yeah. He's, he's like, like he's like Okay, so I definitively know there's no Jedi here, but there's Jedi here. But what if there are Jedi? What if it's a super negative double bluff? <laughs> that just drags me, dags, uh, drags me further into the conspiracy. Yeah. It also drags and drugs me. It also drinks me. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking Alice in Wonderland now. <laughs> uh, he, so he, he gives this list of reasons what, of things that might be fucking up Luke. Han does. And he's like, well, there might be lizards in your bed. And Luke's like, there's no Salamiri here. Also, you know what Salamiri are. Don't call them lizards. <laughs> Just quit Just saying that stop, dumb shit. Stop, stop insulting all my shit, please. <laughs> I, I thought you were trying to help me. But he's like, look, man, maybe it's the fucking star that's fucking your shit up. And the fact that Luke doesn't immediately go, yeah, that's probably accurate. Maybe I should leave. Yeah. No, he's, he's like, no, I need to go crawl into the nearest dumpster. <laughs> the alive one. That... 
the nearest living golden dumpster. I need to get into that trash juice and rub it all up on me. Well, I just got to go find C-3PO for you. I'll be right back. No, it's got to be like a trash dumpster, not like a... Like a, like a big, juicy dumpster. <laughs> Gross. All right. Um, so the next thing he suggests is, well, maybe your lightsaber's blown a fuse. <laughs> And Luke has to be like, it doesn't even have fuses. Uh, uh, no. It's like you don't even care about my hobbies. <laughs> I want to go to this party. <laughs> it's inside that meat monster. Okay, at this point, Luke is your friend at the party that is already way too drunk for this point in the party, and he's making the worst decisions, and Han is the sober friend like, no, no, but buddy, no, no, buddy, we should, we should get you some water. No, I'm good. I need to jump into the pool. Look, I'm sure you could. There isn't a pool here, <laughs> buddy. We need to get you some water. So Han tries his greatest tactic of all, which is suggesting, look, maybe we should go. Like, let's take. Let's let's I'm, just straight up get the fuck out. Yeah, they're like, we'll find fucking three PO wherever he is, and we'll just leave. Well, we have. Access to the best doctors in the galaxy. Right Let's back. go there. Yeah, and Luke's like, but the Jedi. And then Han has to be like, remember how Zaveri already said that there aren't any for sure because she's been here for years and she was the one who told that lie to get us here? And you Luke's remember? Like, Luke's like, oh, yeah, okay. But the Jedi, though. Okay, okay, I understand. There's no pool. But if I were to dive into the pool, though... It would be rad. Yeah. But instead, what actually happens here is when Han's like, remember Zaveri said that shit was all fake? Luke gets mad with that fucking soap opera shit again? Yeah. He's like, Zaveri, what do you want her for? You you fucking her, buddy? <laughs> like, Luke, get your shit together. But at least this time, Han finally, you know, out with it's... And he's like, no, no, I'm not. We are not. I right. was in love with her. Was. I am currently in love with Leia. Jesus Christ, you know this. Yeah. And you weren't going to be able to help me because her and I had a similar shared experience of watching that gross goop monster kill a child. She That's lost her kids. I have kids. You don't have shit, Luke. I can't talk to you about this. Yeah, I just needed to talk to her and not you. Get over it and stop thinking with my dick. <laughs> Please do not make me <laughs> like kick your dick into the dirt. I, I don't want to do this, man. Yeah, so they finally have it out, and now they're finally friends. And Luke's even like, you just need someone to talk to. I You're just... my best friend. Now, best friend, if you could just shove me into that ooze monster, that would be... I gotta go to the pool. <laughs> God damn it, Luke. Stop trying to get in the pool. <laughs> All right. So basically, Han starts formulating a new plan, which is to find Luke or find three PO and Zaveri and leave. Yeah, it, it is time to bounce. And then Zaveri shows up. She just walks up to wherever the hell it is they are. She's like, "Hey, I heard you needed me for the plot. What's yeah. up?" And then, because she is so minor in this book, I'm amazed by how little of a character she actually is. The okay, here's the issue with this book: is the shit that they should have focused on gets nothing, and the only parts of this book where there are any stakes and action is the fucking kids sections of this book that's correct yeah and well, the problem is who gives a fuck i mean there's there's huge stakes in who gets what color of hair at one point oh yeah that's probably one of the most important decisions made during the and leia blows it let's be honest let's let's be clear here leia fucked up <laughs> she really did so zaveri shows up and han pitches this to her he's like let's all just leave 
And she's and here's the other thing about Zaveri. For a character who we know very little about, here's one of the few things we know about Zaveri. She talks about herself in the third person, and it's annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, she's like, Zaveri, leave and go to the seat of government? Me? Zaveri? I? I Zaveri thinks not. <laughs> like, Zaveri, why are you talking like oh, that? Oh, hold on. Are You're you... just swapping back and forth between the first and third person here. You need to just pick a gimmick and go with it. <laughs> Zaveri chooses that she thinks that I am tired of this. Oh, hold up. Hold okay. up. Hold on. What are, let's let's <laughs> fucking reel this shit in for a minute. You are aware that Zaveri does not like that plan. Okay. Wait, okay. Did you, just, did you just do second person? You're fucking with me, aren't we? <laughs> aren't, aren't you? Now you got me doing it. <laughs> God. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Fuck my ass. <laughs> but yeah, the, her response is literally, Zaveri at the seat of power. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, please stop. God, Look, come on. Come on. Guys, I'm already dealing with drunk Luke. I really don't need to deal with second-year philosophy students of very... Just the two of you, get it together. And also, what is... She's a fucking magician. She's like... It's like getting in this big of an argument about David Blaine about whether or not you should leave. Hey, hey David, we, we should leave. We should take... The rings are together, the rings are apart. The rings are together again, okay? Look, when I mind-freak people, it changes lives. That's why I've got to stay here. Ugh. God damn it. Oh, man. Look, I need you to be a little less David Blaine and a little more Doug Hanning and just go along with this. <laughs> just yes and me for a hot minute. Imagination. There we go. That'll work. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, they they get together. And yeah. Zaveri's like, nah, man, I can't leave. The, the fucking procurator of justice is here. <laughs> the procutor. The procutor. The prosciutto of justice is here. The prosciutto of justice has arrived. And she indicates down the hill to where, indeed, a whole bunch of people in the pale blue robes of proctors are making their way into the building. And Han sees a little kid walking, and because he's his dad... Yeah, and from, like, a mile away is like, that's my kid. You know what? I believe it. One of the things that drives me nuts in media is when the main character goes to, like, a masquerade ball or something, and they wear a wire-framed pair of glasses, and everyone's like, who the fuck is that? It's the mystery guest of the ball. <laughs> but I no, because I can tell people walking by by their fucking butt shape. It's not that... Co- you get really good at identifying people, and yes, he would know his own fucking kid. Eh, I don't know. From I, that far away... I'm 100% on board with Han here. Okay, I'm not, but that's fine. That's fair. But he immediately, from about a mile away, sees Anakin being dragged into a building and is like, I've dragged that fucking shit everywhere. That's <laughs> my kid. I know how he drags. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's like, oh shit, Anakin, I gotta go save him. And he just dives down the hill. Yeah. Does not give a fuck. What he should be doing at this point is tying up Luke. I mean... Because Luke's pretty much single-mindedly gonna try and kill himself still. Yeah, but at least at that point he's like... Ah, shit, that's my kid. That's an actual trouble. I'll deal with my dumb, drunken idiot stepbrother in a minute. Yeah. And uh, and off he dives. Yeah. I like that he's the stepbrother instead of the brother-in-law. Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it's from back when Vader adopted Han Solo. You know how that happened. It was an expanded universe book. You can't tell me it wasn't. <laughs> You don't know. You're my favorite son, Han Solo. It came out in the Yuzhan Vong. They were like, oh, by the way, you didn't realize it, but at some point, Vader adopted you. <laughs> it was only for a day, I'm but the technically. O- I'm the only person Vader ever adopted. <laughs> Expanded Universe confirms that D- Vader adopted 13 people. <laughs> <laughs> Including three clones of Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo. <laughs> Paz Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... This is some nonsense. Anyway. What are we doing? He, he, goes, down, he goes, goes down the hill. There you go. 
now it's it's time to check back in with uh fucking Leia. Leia. Yeah. So uh, they're basically walking around trying to spot any hint of Tigris or Rilau. They're trying to find their way into Waru's chambers. Yeah, and both of them are like, I can't get the force to work. I don't know where my peoples is. Yes. Also, and- they became old-timey prospectors. <laughs> Gee, God darn it. They're oh, after oh, a claim. <laughs> I got to find out where Tigris is and also get my gold. I need the strikes at Rich so I can fix my disappointing hair colors. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's why Leia became a prospector so she could get better color crawlers. She's She's got a fucking Sephora habit and she needs to get over it. There's color crawlers in them thar hills. I mean, maybe. They're little, they're apparently little animals. There could be. Chewbacca, I need you to stay here at the Assayer's office. <laughs> <laughs> you stay here until you get a fine accountant for my Calaveras ore. <laughs> also, and I think in this where Leia is a prospector, Chewie's got to be like the donkey. He's just a mule. It's just some donkey. <laughs> you stay here, Chewbacca. Oh. Who gave that mule a crossbow? <laughs> I just he carries it. <laughs> oh, it's an episode of Space Donkey Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, they're they're basically having a quick discussion about how the Force don't work and how they can expect that Hethrier's lightsaber will not work because it's turned on and off with the Force. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, we can go fuck up Hethrier. He ain't got no Force neither. Yeah. So it, that means that normally his Force power is destroying and mine is healing, which means we I, he wins if we fight, but not right now. <laughs> oh, it cancels out. Now I'll beat the shit out of him because, you know... Unlike Hethrier, I've spent five years in a fucking torture web, so I am obviously in my best physical condition to go fight a guy. So this is this is a great moment, because what happens is that they get to the outskirts of Waru's building, and they can hear people inside, and they know it's like Hethrier and all them, and they're about ready to go in and fight them, and Leia turns to Chewbacca. <laughs> God. And, and, and Chewbacca and, is literally saying no before she even turns around. <laughs> like, she starts turning towards Chewbacca, and Chewbacca's like, no, no. No, 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 not, not again. Not again. Not. And she's like, Chewbacca, I need you to stay here. Uh, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. Me and the kids, we're staying here. And when you fucking die, because you're an idiot, I'm leaving and with I'm, the kids. I'm taking them. I'm going to rename them. This one's going to be named Shri Rauer. Uh, this one I'm going to feed to forest creatures. Uh, Never really liked her. Uh, come at me. <laughs> Oh, God. But yeah, it's the eighth time this book where she's like, Chewbacca, stay here. Even though at this point he's fully healed and he is not suffering from his lost connection to the Force because he don't need that shit. Yeah, Leia's already like, oh, man, I feel kind of weird because I don't have any sort of connection to the Force. Though I don't normally have a super strong one, it still fucks with me a little bit. She should be like, if she spoke his language, he could be like, no. Let's see, uh, I'm not a Jedi, so I'm not suffering from the weird crystal shit happening here on this on this planet that we're on. Uh, I have a life debt to Han, so you know I'm going to go hard in the paint when I'm in there. Uh, uh, one, I'm way better at fighting than you. And, uh, hey, let's let's just say, maybe stay with your own kids maybe, for once. Maybe these are your kids, lady. <laughs> God damn it, Leia. Just be a parent for once. <laughs> just once. But weren't you pocket? No. 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 Ah, damn it. Ugh fine he just squats on his haunches and starts taking care of the kids again he's like all right kids we're getting together and we're getting ice cream all right kids who wants to play uno all right kids we're gonna play space uno that's how we're doing this (laughs) draw space two chewbacca yeah all right right, i'll space do that (laughs) 
And uh, Riau and Leia dive in. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, down the hill comes Han, because they've all gotten there at the same fucking time. Yeah, but we do have a brief pause before that happens to have the conversation with Tigris and Hethrir and all them. Ah, yes. Who are getting ready to to feed children to Waru. Uh, Yeah, and and for some reason, this is the first time that we finally get a meeting between Waru and Hethrir. This is the first time it ever happens here at yep. chap- near the near the end of chapter twelve of a thirteen chapter book. Yep. Uh, and he says, "Hello, Ally Hethrier. Oh, hello, Ally Waru. Yeah. So we get a little discussion about what's going to be happening here, which is he's promised that he's finally brought some extra strong Jedi children to give to Waru. He's like, "Hey, I've got Anakin. This is the grandson of Vader. He's super powerful." Pause. Let's all pause for a second. How the fuck does Waru know what Vader is? The fact that he leans so heavily into comparing people to, like, how close they are to Vader, I'm like, okay, okay, did did Waru get summoned here during the Empire and, like, Vader showed up and was like, hey, I'm I'm Darth Vader, I'm super into the Force, and Waru went, hey, buddy, why don't you, uh... Climb on in here. Why don't you jump on into my, my gross grease pool? Hey. And he was like, nah. Hey, come soak in the meat tub. Come on, man. This this hot beef stew needs you. Come on in. Hop in. Look, I am a I am a being of pure force and New Brunswick stew. <laughs> Look, I need you to just surf one of these gold scales right into my gross meaty body. Hey man, you like metal sleds? You like red chowder? Pile on in here. <laughs> and Vader was like, nah, no, I'm good. I'm too busy adopting my son, Han Solo. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> And only. <laughs> so, <laughs> as far as I know. Who could tell, eh? <laughs> Anyway, I'm Darth Vader. That's enough for me. That's Darth Vader rap. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> I'll be in my evil trailer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he keeps being like, this one's the grandson of Vader. That one is the son of Vader. It's like, that one new Vader. Who's, who's Vader to Waru? It implies that they met at some point. <laughs> I, which, like, I like that it, with that saying that Waru has become doom. What is Vader to Waru? <laughs> well, he talks about himself like that, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. What is Waru to Zaveri? Oops, sorry, wrong character. <laughs> The, okay, so he's going to feed Anakin because Anakin's super strong in the Force to Waru. Mm-hmm. And Hethrier's big thing is he's like, oh, if I feed this weird gross monster a super strong in the Force dude, then he's going to show me all the superpowers of the Force if I just step into his dumb gross body. And I have to go, Hethrier, how dumb are you? Yeah. You've met a giant creature... That's like, yo, I like to eat force users. And you're a force user, you say? Don't worry. I'm going to make you better at force. Just get in my mouth. Well, here's the thing, though. I think he's proven his capability to do that. I think he gets fed the, the non-human children, and then he shows his actual capability by strengthening the force powers of Proctor Jedis. <laughs> so every once in a while, when they feed him a human kid, they're like, look, here, look, look, let me tell you about our universe, Waru. We're racist. So, <laughs> so uh, this is how this works. If I feed you like a blue kid, you feel free to mash that thing into a twice-baked potato. But if I feed you someone who looks like they're from Texarkana, you give me them back. And you give them a little extra force. <laughs> do, we, do we have a deal? See, but we never get that. All we know is that he eats the fucking force users. Yeah. That's it. No, he eats the children, John. We under- but, but not, not the-, the British children. <laughs> Waru fucks the shit out of bears. <laughs> he threw a knife into heaven and could kill with a stare. 
Uh, uh, no, but I mean, as as Hethrier, you've got to imagine that he's like, oh yeah, he loves eating super powerful force people. I'm a super powerful force person. Definitely won't eat me. He won't eat me, though, like, guys. Yeah, gotta, Mr. I'm, Crocodile, I know that you eat other people, but not me, right? I'm just going to lie down in your jaws, and you'll help me out, right? Waru's all, Hethrier, could you give me a ride across this river? <laughs> It is in my nature to be a weird, goopy monster. <laughs> okay. But now, on the other hand, if Hethir needed to get Waru across the river, but he also needed to get a Jedi child across the river and a sweetmeat. And a bag of flour. <laughs> okay. So, this is how he does it. He uses the force to move the river out of the way. Okay. <laughs> God. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's his whole plan. So, he basically looks over his assembled mass of like sycophants and what have you. And then the sea parts, and here comes Tigris dragging the un- unwilling Anakin along. And, you know, Hethrier gives him a swift kick, and he's like, boy, do not disobey me to Tigris again. Because now he's pissed off about how the Force isn't working. Yeah. And then he takes Anakin and tries to throw him into the gold monster, and he's like, boy, other boy, your fate is honorable. Prepare to receive it. And throws him into the goop, and Anakin gets about halfway into the Warugu, and we finally, after... 11 chapters, get our face turn for Tigris. Yeah, Tigris is like, nah, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. And just grabs Anakin out of there. Yeah, he's like, hey, I would love to go diving into that Warugu. If I could get away with it, I would. But that's because I choose to. And Anakin isn't choosing the choosing Waru's goo. Yeah, no, Tigris is all about consent here, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that he's all about that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's very woke, Tigris. Yeah, <laughs> that, wo- that woke Tigris. Good job. So he drags him out of the goo and basically tries to run away with him. Yeah. And Hethrier's like, foolish boy, foolish fool of a fool boy, boy, fool. <laughs> um, and, you know, basically starts ordering people to catch them. And then we have our clash. Because this point is when we finally have Zaveri meet up with, like, Leia and Oh, yeah, this Han, Han and- comes sliding down the hill and meets everybody. Yeah. And uh, Leia's like, oh, Han, you're here. That's great. We've got to go... Run in there. I left your dumb dog up on the hill with the kids, but we should probably head in. And Han's like, yeah, definitely, because they're about to definitely kill our kid. But first, let me comment on your hair for like a good three minutes. Hey, man, what's going on with your hair? It's like so many colors. I think it looks great like that. Oh, do you? I mean, I think it looks boring compared to Chewbacca's hair, because I gave him the good collar crawler. <sighs> oh, wait, did I just hear Anakin die for sure? <laughs> Uh, Seriously, like a good three-minute conversation about her fucking hair happens here. I guess he's just excited to see her. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, and Riau is not even participating. She's like just standing in the background like, I am going to get shit done. I don't care what happens to your dumb kids. Yeah. Actually, what I should probably do is go get that Wookiee. <laughs> that, that guy seemed pretty on the ball. He seems like he was, you know, on point with things. You'd think that that would be a great chance for Riao to step up and be like, no, fuck, bring the Wookiee. What are you kidding? No, <laughs> I would have loved if Riao was like, no, I do not want your obviously incompetent ass with me. Please let me have the Wookiee. <laughs> Wookiee, come with me. Hey, could you knock her unconscious real quick? We'll have her kids watch her. They're, they seem pretty self-sufficient. <laughs> the kids did more in the couple days that they were alone than they have apparently ever done under her tutelage. So, uh, yeah, fuck her. <laughs> clonk <laughs> i think i jog his memory too hard <laughs> all right uh and then we enter into a hilarious uh fight yeah so everyone rushes into the temple of waru and uh it's it's time to throw down all of these new empire people immediately lose their shit uh-huh like just seeing tigris pull anakin out 
makes them all I, lose their goddamn mind for some reason. They're just like, oh, no, and, like, let go of their kids and, like, the slave kids they've got and start running around and trying to get out. I'm like, dude, no one. Well, they're dipshits, John. I mean, they're they're basically trying to bring back the Empire. Oh, yeah. Well, these are the most pants-on-head stupid idiots that you have seen because they're like, we support you, random dude. Oh, alien who kills us if we ask questions. We want you to bring back the all-human empire. Yeah, we're on board with this for some reason. Oh, no, a slight hitch in a plan. I'm running away. Hashtag MAGA. <laughs> yeah, these are the dumbest possible idiots you could have. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it'd have to be hashtag MCGA. <laughs> For Coruscant. But anyway, they're all just running around like doofwads. Uh, Mr. Chamberlain's Wirewolf is in here growling and just hanging around. Mostly it's here so that we we can hear for a few more times this book about how it's either ugly or horrible. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to have a few more people go like, oh, no, something bad is happening. Also, have you seen that fucking dog? Jesus, it's terrible. Gross. Oh, look at its fangs. <laughs> Ew. I mean, the most I can think is that this thing kind of might look like the Gamork. <laughs> that's the best i can figure because they've, they've never described it as being slimy or unpleasant it just has wiry wolfy hair and six legs yeah I, to me i i kind of picture if you took the gamork's face and stuck it and, and extra legs and stuck it on the wolf from the sword in the stone movie okay that's pretty much what i picture in my head i don't know if that's what you've got john i mean in my head i've basically just got a wolf with two extra legs that everyone's real mean to for no reason <laughs> ew. ew look at that dog and he's like what <laughs> bark <laughs> so and now we start up a big old slapstick battle royale yeah so <laughs> fucking Riao's gonna face off against hethrier which is hilarious because it's just it's just them arguing about who's allowed to say whose name and i i'm weirded out by this because the two of them start fighting and they go at it and they're like oh i can't use my fucking lightsabers because my shit's all fucked so let's just get into a regular fist fight where's zaveri zaveri's whole thing was like oh i got this procurator of justice i gotta go stop him I oh he's she, getting in a cat fight with someone i think that's she, good she must have just been a little slower down the hill or something or maybe she's setting up the illusions she needs to actually fight like a magician. She's, <laughs> she's outside with like setting up a trick. She's got like flash paper in one hand. She's like, "All right, as soon as they see this, it'll blind them briefly, and then I can fire pigeons from my sleeve at them." <laughs> Either that, or she's just memorizing words backwards so she can cast her spells at people. Yeah, that's definitely it. She's like, "Wait a minute, how do you say Hethrier backwards?" Uh, my ass i okay a little punchy here i'm feeling a little luke-esque oh we got a lot of episodes to get through today john speaking of luke luke decides that now is the best time to go swimming he's jumping in that pool so so everyone's Everyone's kung fu fighting in here. Hethrier and, and Riao are, are, are squaring off to get started on their fight, and Leia's running around trying to yeah, do Leia stuff. Yeah, Leia and Han are like, oh, our baby, and they're picking up Anakin, and Anakin's like, get the werewolf, and then fucking, like... Anakin, who is three, is more on top of this shit than anyone else. Anakin's like, we need to get the fuck out. And then Luke dramatically appears, crowd surfs his way to the middle of the room, jumps up on stage, and is like, Waru... Bone me. Waru, Bone me good. <laughs> Waru, I've come to bargain. Waru, I've come to give consent. <laughs> come, eat me. Yeah. 
He's like, so basically, as soon as he gets on stage, Hethrir, who is terrified right now because Anakin got dragged out of Waru, so he's like, he's like, oh shit, Waru's going to fucking murder me for not giving him a good Jedi. He sees this and takes advantage of the situation. He's like, oh sweet, Waru, that's Darth Vader's son. Eat him. And Luke's like, yeah. Yeah, do it. Eat me. Fucking do it, I dare you. And we get actually a really cool description here of Waru freaking the fuck out and turning into like a giant pair of evil gold wings that swing around Luke and swallow him. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, again, this is the first chapter where anything happens, and I'm like, oh, look, if you had decided to put any action at all in this book, you could write it. Yeah, so basically Luke gets eaten by Waru. Yeah, and you know he dies there, and that's the end of Luke. And and all <laughs> the, uh, any book written after 1994, the end of it, because this book came out on my birthday in 1994, December 8th. Keep that the in worst mind, folks. day in history. Yeah, the worst day in history. Nothing good happens on December 8th. It's the day after Pearl Harbor Day. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. Uh huh. I think it's the day that uh, John Lennon. Uh, no, Elvis. Elvis died on December 8th. I think. Yeah. Why not? I don't care. It's one of those two. One of those two died on December 8th. Or and both. I, I don't care which one. So don't even at me. <laughs> Yeah, so this, of course, prompts Leia to be like, oh, no, Luke, it's time for me to go dive into that weird, gross pile. Yeah, so she drops whatever the hell she was doing, which I assume was taking care of her three-year-old son, and she dives headlong into, you know, this this pile of shields and and, uh, dumpster offal and just disappears as well. I was like, here, uh, husband, you take care of this. (laughs) And Han's like, man, I ain't about that life. And just straight follows her in. Uh-huh. See, I've been saying the whole time, I remembered that three people went for a swim in Waru, and I didn't remember which ones it was. I thought Anakin got into this mix. Nope, it's apparently Luke, Leia, and Han in here. Yeah, so you can tell that there's no threat to it, because it's the main characters of the series. Now, apparently Waru is like a big, greasy meat tardis. Because he is bigger on the inside than he is on the outside. It's weird because there's no meat on the inside. It's all gold in there. So he's got goop happening on the outside. But once you get in there, it's all golden honey light and spinning death shields. Yeah, so it's pretty much like they just get caught in his gold shields and the inner meat is not what they're in. So basically, they get well. he's bigger on the inside. Yeah. And the moment they get in there, it's like they're in the last level of any given Sonic game where you get to play a Super Sonic for the whole level. And there's just like a bunch of blazing golden things you have to shoot or, or dodge around or run into. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a lot of like, oh, and I've got to like punch this gold disc that wants to cut me in half. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so it sounds rad. The descriptions are all really good. Like Leia's description of the situation she's trapped in while she's swimming around in, in Mount Goo is, is actually kind of cool. So again, because there's action happening, it's fun. Yeah, finally something is happening. And Luke's, <laughs> Luke's straight, straight up just like... Oh, I seem to have gotten myself into a mess, and I love it! Yeah, he's <laughs> he's being pressed between two of the shields in, near the center of the Warugu, and Leia's swimming towards him like, Luke, don't do that. What do you, come on, man. Come, come on. Luke, come on, man. And he's just like, yeah, this is where I want to be. And so she's swimming after him being like, Luke, come on, dude. And then Le- Han's swimming after her being like, Leia, come on, lady. <laughs> come, come on. This, no. We have three kids. You can't sacrifice yourself to save your junky brother. <laughs> your idiot, dumb, drunk brother decided to jump into this big meat pile and maybe just let him go. <laughs> so uh, this was his call. He'll figure it out. <laughs> no, he's going to call me from Waru prison. Uh, and the center of Waru is like its own little black hole. Yeah, basically there, there's a parallel drawn between Waru and the whole like Crystal Star neighborhood. Where he's also a black hole. Yeah, inside of him is his own, like, 
black hole with a weird accretion disk thing. Yeah, so gross things are happening. And you'd think that'd be a good place to end the chapter, but oh no, because the slapstick needs to get ratcheted up to 11 as Chewbacca finally has enough of sitting around outside with five-year-olds. Oh yeah. Because he slams them onto his shoulders and he charges into battle with the Proctors. Yeah. Well, he has to be there because that's why Han can leave Anakin. He's like, oh, good, finally, the babysitter's here. <laughs> like, text Chewbacca. Hey, Chewbacca, are you watching kids? Because here's another kid. We'll pay you $7 an hour and you can eat one of the frozen pizzas in the fridge. Oh, no. What happens is he, he straight up texts Chewbacca and is like, Chewbacca, I need you here in this fight. And Chewbacca's like, fucking finally. Oh, my God. They recognize that I should be here. And he runs down in there. And then Han just goes, here, here's Anakin. Bye. And <laughs> jumps into Waru. And meanwhile, Chewbacca's like, why? F- what? Fucking, what I, do I look like? Oh, I, am I am I like a fucking coat hanger for kids? You know what? Life debt paid. <laughs> We're done. I, I, I quit. And I'm out. I quit. Yep, yep. I I appreciate that you saved me from slavery. I will send you a Christmas card every year. I'm sorry, a life day card. I'm not going to follow into your dumb human traps anymore. We're we're done. You and me are done professionally. Good day, sir. <laughs> I'm going to go get my own my own ship, the Millennium Eagle. The the fact that this book ends with both Luke and Leia being like Oh, the soothing sounds of Waru are pulling me towards the center. I definitely want to go towards that black hole. That's right, Ray Romano. Phil? Lil? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, God damn it. Uh, so now Chewbacca is fighting Proctors, and so are returning characters like Lusa. Yeah. So Lusa and the Wirewolf have started up a fun practice of kicking over Proctors. Chewbacca is just picking him up and shaking him. Yeah, because, you know, he's like, hey, kid, get out of here. Yeah. And literally, this is like the, the Wirewolf, who up until this point is supposed to have been an unintelligent dog, is doing the the bend over and let people get pushed over you part of the bully routine. <laughs> He's just running up behind people, like, <gasps> and then Lusa back kicks them over her over the wirewolf so that they fall down on their bottoms. Yes. <laughs> uh. Well, it's nice to see her again, anyway. Yeah, Lusa's still alive and kicking. Lusa's still kicking around. Uh, okay, then we have the face-off between Rilau and Hethrier in this chapter. Yeah. So uh, this is a lot of discussion about who gets to say whose name. Is basically what it uh. is. You. Uh, yes, I am your mother. And the thing you do not know, Tigress, do not say my name. Do not say his name. The thing I know about you, Tigress, is that Hethrir, do not say my name. Do not say his name, is your father. What? Hethrir is my father? Do not say my name. You can say his name. <laughs> your culture is dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> All the other, everyone else is fighting around them, and the three of them are having arguments over who gets to say whose name. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Your your dumb cultural thing is stupid. Especially given the circumstance. Yeah. So they never actually get into a real fight. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of, like, scraping away at each other, but mostly they're oh, not... Oh, well, like, Hethra tries to pull his lightsaber out and it fucking blows up again. Yeah, it doesn't work, and he knew that already. But but uh, basically, they're just sort of arguing in front of Tigris. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically what they're up to, and it's... I don't... What is this? I was kind of hoping we'd at least get a cool fight between these two. Yeah, I mean, we you know, she two- takes some swipes at him. Yeah. I think he bites her. Yeah. And would have actually, like, full-on bitten her had, I think, Tigress not pulled him back. Yeah. So, um, we cut back to our new location, which is the coolest location in the entire book, except for Chalcedon, which is uh, inside Waru. Yeah. And, and like I said, this 
this ends with just Luke and Leia both being hypnotized by Waru, mm -hmm. and Han just trying his goddamn just to be like, come on, come on, guys. Guys. Oh, I'm holding hands with the ethereal whirlpool of honeyed light. And Han's like, Jesus, uh, look, get together with look, me. Look, Han, we've all held hands with the ethereal whirlpool of honeyed light. I did that three times. I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I'm on vacation, but I'm I'm staying straight. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have not, definitely not held hands with a whirlpool of honey light after a couple of beers with that giant woman I met <laughs> at the casino. That's definitely, nope, no, sir. Uh, Look, but here's the thing, though. What happens in Cersei Station stays in Cersei in, Station. Inside Waru. Inside. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, that's how it ends. And it, I got to say, we've got... One chapter left. And it's only like nine pages. The last chapter, how... You ended this one with, like, them still being in Waru and needing to essentially be saved from that. So you have to wrap up Waru. You have to wrap up Hethrir, Monto Kodru, the planet that all these slave children are on. What's going on with your kids? What's going on with Tigris? You gotta wrap up Zaveri. Where is Zaveri? You have to wrap up so much fucking shit and you have left yourself a chapter and you aren't even in the like oh we resolve things in the second to last chapter and then the last chapter is wrap up you're like you haven't even resolved shit yet <laughs> how are you doing this in one chapter i think it's just everyone realizes that they were friends all along yeah i yeah. like unless the last chapter just starts with uh and then uh fucking luke and leia they fell out of waru and waru was like Sorry, I've learned my lesson, and then he went back to his home planet, and I've, he died on the way back. I've decided to be a Jedi like you. Can I have a lightsaber? <laughs> and then they hand him a lightsaber, and he's like, ha-ha, and immediately tries to attack them. And they're like, why do you keep trusting me? I'm obviously evil. Well, because the lightsaber won't work, Waru. Oh, no, I forgot. Oh, it will for me, though, because I'm some weird MacGuffin. But it's cool. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. I learned, okay, uh, now if you could just... If you could just get inside these scales real quick, I'll teach you about the lessons I've learned. Ooh, good idea. I definitely want to do that. <laughs> and you're and you're not going to eat me or my kids? Oh, no. I'm past eating that. I'm a Jedi vegetarian now. Oh, I, perfect. All right. I'll tell you what. Anakin, Jason, Jaina, let's line up and get in that goop. Everyone, get inside that Waru. Go take a golden shower from Waru, everybody. <laughs> Uh, that fucking meat Tardis is the most disappointing thing in this book well, because this he's so cool and gets nothing. Well, here's the problem. At the very end of the book, we finally realize what Waru is. And it's not that he's an interesting villain. He's a location. Yeah. I'm like, you are just, just a weird talking portal. He's a big, wet, mean closet. <laughs> yeah. And what's going to happen in the next chapter is... The reason it ends so abruptly is, you know, Luke and Leia and Han find themselves in Narnia, and Mr. <laughs> Tumnus shows up, and he's like, oh, have you come for dessert? And then uh, they get into some whimsical nonsense. The White Queen is a powerful Sith. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. She, she killed my badger friend. <laughs> well, sir, I'm on board. I'm on board for the Narnia Star Wars crossover. I mean, it makes as much sense as X-Men and Star Trek, so fuck it. What a beautiful Wookiee you've brought with you here to Narnia. We'll call him Mr. Bumblesnuffle. Oh, fucking I, the no, Wookiee no, came I, with I, us. I, I hate this. I, I, no, no. And I, of course, I, Leia I, immediately turns around, Mr. Bumblesnuffle. And he's like, oh. No, no. no. Oh, no. Oh, this is it. This is the last straw. Oh, fuck this. I am joining up with the, the Telormen. <laughs> 
or the whoever the 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 people from the Middle East were called in that the Rashomon or something like that. Oh man, he's like, I'm gonna immediately go kill Lion Jesus. I hate everyone. <laughs> taking out Lion Jesus and his stupid donkey too. <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> I'm joining up with that evil ape from the fifth book. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the evil ape is in the fifth book. I don't remember those books very well. I don't know. Is I thought that evil ape was from a uh, Edgar Allan Poe book. <laughs> I can't stop listening to the infernal hooting of that evil ape. <laughs> yeah, you know that orangutan shows up and is like, "I was the murderer all along." <laughs> right, never more. <laughs> that's uh, that's it. That that's that's what it is. God. I mean, I, I appreciate that maybe if Chewbacca destroys Aslan, then that's the end of it. But there's also a chance it'll pop him into like a wrinkle in time or something. So <laughs> it could just keep getting worse. Anyway, you'll find out more about that and whatever magical worlds they go to visit in Chapter 13. 12. 13. 14? 13. 18? The next chapter is Chapter 13. 27? The last. <laughs> Hut? Blue 22! Next chapter is Chapter My Beloved Cat Pickle. <laughs> and you'll find out all about it next week on expounded universe oh yes indeed we are we're gonna come back with that final chapter and then uh and then after that we're gonna have a little bit of a wrap-up yeah we'll have some fun to having a little wrap-up conversation and as you remember from the first time around those wrap-up episodes are where we announce the next book also it's a great time if you've had any lingering questions about what's been going on in the crystal star this is a good time for you to get those questions ready. Send them to us. That's right. This is the only place we still do Q&A with the listeners, other than Twitter, I guess. Yeah. So uh, if you've got questions about Star Wars and you want us to answer them, even Specifically if have, about the Crystal Star. Or about anything. Well, we are 100% fully knowledgeable about everything that has happened in this book now. That's true. We know literally everything about the Crystal Star. So if you have very specific the Crystal Star questions, there are only three people in the world you could possibly ask. Yeah. And uh, don't bother Vonda. Leave her alone. It's, Please, it's me, it's Jeff, and it's Waru. It's, it's Waru, who is neither a person nor Waru a Waru is real, and he loves me. <laughs> he is my husbando. Guys, have you heard the good news about Waru? <laughs> He'll eat you and your kids. Waru is my anime girlfriend, and no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> I've got a body pillow that's Waru, and it's... It's mostly just gold, and I stuffed some meatballs in there. Say, I'm trying to picture what a body pillow from Waru would be. Did you, like, dip it in au a couple of times first? <laughs> no, man. What I did is I got a regular gold satin uh, body pillow, and then inside of it, I went to Ikea and said, just fill them up with meatballs. <laughs> just give me all the meatballs. Just give me all the meatballs, and then I zipped it closed, and then I sleep on that. It's not even meat in there. It's that foamy stuff that comes up to the surface whenever you try to cook, like, ground beef. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's it. That's what it is. It's just drippy ooze. I went to Boston Market and said, give me all of your meatloaves. (laughs) They were like, here you go, sir, the driest meatloaves in the business. Thank you. They're 72% salt by volume. (laughs) Very good. Thank you, sir. Our our meatloaves are noted in the industry for being the only meatloaves carved from chunks of Lot's wife. Oh, man, you're real bitter about that Boston Market meatloaf, ain't you? When was the last time you and I were at Boston Market? It's been uh, years. I think I've been to Boston Market once. Yeah, so you don't remember how bad their and meatloaf is. And the only reason I went there is because I was so poor that I stole a bottle of ketchup from them. Oof. Was that in college, or was that like last, last that, month? That was a few years ago. Out of college, still very poor. It was one of those things where like I was getting treated to dinner, and I went, Oh, well, fuck these guys then. They've got bottles of ketchup sitting on tables. Ho, ho, ho. Delightfully devilish. (laughs) 
Well, that's going in the to-go bag. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I've eaten there a few times, and everything is very salty. Good. So there you have it. So, folks, uh, enough about Boston Market. Uh, <laughs> once again, we want to thank you so much for listening to Expounded Universe. We are nearly done with Crystal Star. We've got an exciting new book to come to, which hopefully will have a lot more action in it. But you'll find out what that is in our wrap-up episode. In the interim, right after we're done recording this, we're going to record bonus content for this very show. Oh, yeah, we are taking deep. Deep, deep dives, like we were jumping into a waru, mm-hmm. into that Wikipedia, which is also bigger on the inside. <laughs> it's true. It just keeps unfolding in there. Oh, yeah. You think you're done, and then someone's like, hey, have you read the article about medals for military? And you're like, I haven't, but I will. Thanks, local yokel. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, okay. Here to help. Goodbye. I gotta go wrestle the oaf. <laughs> If you know what I mean, wink and nudge. No, I I mean that. He means in a small town where there's one yokel and one oaf, and each day they have to wrestle for their supper. Oh, I know. But he also says that. (laughs) I gotta go wrestle the oaf if you know what I mean, wink, nudge. Anyway, here we go. And then he just starts wrestling a a guy. Wrestling an oaf. Wrestling the oaf who's like, hey, (laughs) hey, wait a minute. Oaf is my favorite word, by the way. And then yokel's like, oh, come here, I'll get you. I don't know. I don't I'm know why. Supper today. I don't know why this is the thing that we're doing. But instead of yokel, in, instead of shilling for our premium content, yeah, we we're discussing oafs and yokels instead. We've actually got shit that puts food on the table, but instead we've decided to do the voices of oaf and yokel, the new Nickelodeon show coming this summer. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna say they. Uh, <laughs> They're actually just a band that opens for uh, what's his name and Sons. <laughs> yeah, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. Uh, I saw I saw Oaf and Yokel open up for Mumford and Sons back in uh, 2016. Oh man, they they both opened for Claps and Hayes. <laughs> I'm glad that Mumford and Sons have already fallen to the point of what's his name and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's going to be an answer to that. Oh, it's Dennis Quaid. You're thinking of Dennis. Dennis Quaid, Quaid and Sons. It's Dennis Quaid and Sons. <laughs> that Claps and Hayes band you kind of remember. Uh. All right, folks, like bonus I was saying, content. bonus content. If you support our Patreon at a $2 per episode level, which actually only adds up to about 4 bucks a month, you'll get a bonus content episode for every single episode of, of Expounded Universe we make. That's four of them a month on average. Every single week. Bonus content. That's every right. week. What a fucking deal. Jesus, why are we even doing this? It's We're cr- giving it away. It's so dumb. We're the dumbest people ever. We are Oaf and Yokel. We should have picked it at like the $7 level. At this level, we're still ke- stealing ketchup from local Boston markets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still banned from the local Boston market. They've got my picture up, and it just says ketchup thief underneath. <laughs> Mine says improper Oaf wrestling. <laughs> so... So help us out. That $2 donation per episode will get you four episodes of bonus content from this show, two more episodes of bonus content from System Mastery. That's six episodes on average per month from us for about $4. What a goddamn deal. Less than a dollar per episode. Jeez. So support us. Get that good content. That good, good content. Otherwise, we will see you in a couple of minutes for that bonus content if you're one of the lucky few. And we'll see you next week if you're one of the rest of you plebs for Chapter 13. (laughs) The end of the Crystal Star. (laughs) Until then, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano and John's been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And And boy howdy, we both love love Death Death Sticks. Sticks.